feud so intense, a battle so ruthless. This couldn't possibly get more brutal, but it will. Hell in a cell! Mrs. Foley's little boy has come back home! Mick Foley will be the special referee! Triple H, Kevin Nash, the legendary Mick Foley, Hell in a Cell. Oh my God, it will be for the weak of heart! Austin and Bischoff present Bad Blood, live Sunday, June 15th, only on... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Era podcast. The only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us what would arguably be the worst Hell in a Cell match up to this point in WWE history if WrestleMania 15 wasn't a thing. As today, it's time for the concluding chapter of the main event feud that shook foundations and broke down barriers as it's time for Alan Kevin in a cage. As it is time to take a look at Insurrection's big brother, Bad Blood 2003. Uh, fuck this pay-per-view. As always, I am your host, the delightful one, Dave, and joining me is Big Sexy himself, Michael Rag. Bad Blood, we've finally got here. Uh, it took a while. <laughs> this is right. Let's hit. Let's get straight away. This is the worst, isn't it? With the worst we've seen so far, it's got to be. It's just gone down, 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 right. down, 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 down. This is supposed to be the start of a new era. It's a new beginning. It's the first ever Soul Brand pay per view. Raw are going to show you. It's the A show. Remember, in Vince's eyes, Raw's always been the A show. Yep. Even and though this is what you're about to listen to, ladies and gentlemen, is the first ever pay per view from the A show. <laughs> so Michael did we watch the pre-show absolutely fucking not <laughs> uh, so the pre-show uh, on WWE Sunday Night Heat uh, Ivory defeated Molly Holly in three minutes and then they spent the rest of the episode talking about bad blood which must have been a depressing thing I couldn't put myself through it I had to sit through oh, all the promos and watch bad blood two or three times I couldn't sit through a bad blood preview the show. That's the only women's match on the card as well. When you got yeah. Jazz and Jazz, women's champion, could defend Trish and Victoria. Yes, a bit. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, now, before we get into bad blood, uh, WWE, they've released their quarterly earnings on the Friday before. Um, they were expected to see some lower profits due to a lackluster WrestleMania and business not getting spiked after that, which it usually does. Now, Michael, would you like to hear said earnings? You're going to tell me. <laughs> the net revenue for a quarter was $105.9 million versus $131.6 million in the prior year quarter. So they've lost $25 million. This time last year, they've come off... If you think it's not... They're still in that weird transition where yeah. they still... And we've said it before. we said it for a while. They've come out of the actual era. And I don't think anyone... Even though it's, it's got that in brackets, ruthless aggression era sort of name to it. Uh, but where, where are they at kind of thing? There's, there doesn't seem to be much of a direction in product at all. No, even though the roster's that stat. It's sky-eye with the amount of talent they've got. It's ridiculous. I just don't understand how. Is it just people's interest? Is it people's interest that they were fed so much wrestling in the 90s? And then it come to everybody wanted to pay off. Everybody always dreamt of a WCW versus WB. And the payoff they got was like, ah, fuck that shit. I don't know. I, I've always... I don't know. Because that's a lot of money. Uh, revenue from live uh, and televised entertainment. Uh, revenue from our live and televised businesses were 85.9 million as compared to 105 million in the previous year quarter. 
Live event revenues were 19 million as compared to 27.9. Uh, there were 74 events, including five international events during the quarter, as compared to 78 events, including three international events during the same period last year. So they're spending more going abroad. They've five in five events this year abroad, three events last year. This year they've made 20 million and less at this point. That, there you go then. That's petrol, yeah. <laughs> diesel, fuel. That's that's it. Um, the average ticket price decreased by fifty-three dollars. Uh, Jesus, uh, fifty-three cents uh, to thirty-seven dollars thirty-seven cents for the quarter. So an average price to go and see a WWE show is thirty-seven thirty-seven. Not bad. Does that work? That's out? same yeah, now, really. That's same now. Depend on what seat she gets. Yeah. Uh, pay-per-view revenues. They were thirty-one point eight million versus forty point six million in the previous year quarter. So again, that's just nine million there, near enough of. I'm fucking watching that shit no more. I'm not buying it. Kevin Ash and Goldberg did it. Yeah, and Steiner. I reckon Steiner had a big effect. If, people, if he's still after Christmas, I am watching again. And then fuck me, he's not still here. Is it main event? Oh, oh dear. Oh, dear. Uh, total domestic pay-per-view buys for the quarter were 1.8 million as compared to 2.4 million in the previous year. Uh, buys for each of the three pay-per-view programmes that aired in the quarter were lower than those recorded in the prior year. The decline in buys was partially offset by a 17% increase in the retail price of domestic pay-per-views from $29.95 to $34.95, effective of April 2002. Uh, television right fees, uh, they, they increased. So we had one positive <laughs> increase from 1.4 million to 15.6 million <laughs> due to increased international rights fees. So uh. this time last year, they were getting piss all to show it in like England and oh fucking Finland where, where, where is Taz Finland Northern Ireland fucking Poland Uzbekistan all these random countries they're making some serious wedge granted the, the profits are down on one end but they're up I suppose massively up there we got I think six months before this was when uh, it was global warming yeah, yeah oh they must have made some massive money from that just revenue alone ticket price yeah. as we spoke about it sold that arena it sold that arena and it's a huge huge arena as well Television advertising revenues were 19 million compared to 21.9 million in the prior year quarter. Uh, this decline it was due to the impact of lower television ratings and a decrease in sponsorship revenue. Well, that's what happens when fucking uh, Starburst and Snickers are like your strongest markets. And Castrol GTX, obviously. Always Castrol. But as we spoke about, as we've mentioned before, I can't see how much they're willing to throw at WWE. It can't be. Or how much did WWE charge? I think that's the thing, isn't it? But if a company like Snickers, you can't if you can't bring in better sponsorships or even sponsorships on par, and you've got a big brand, global brand like Snickers, yeah. who's happy to be involved with you, how is that not? Why 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 are we decreasing? Why are we still pumping Castrol GTX? I just don't I don't. It's it's got to be obviously down which we're gonna we'll touch on in many 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 moons, the the decline of the violence and the graphic nature and the blood etc 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 to more of a family friendly kid friendly which has obviously made your your big brands now want to be yeah. involved so is it are we as snickers as like the the highest will go the next one up mars like nope we've seen rick flair blade too many times we're not advertising on your show <laughs> branded merchandise revenues um they were 20 million versus 26.6 million the prior year 
So, were you not buying as many shares as you were in 2002, Mike, than you were in 2003? Is that what it is? I've so, not bought any shares. Because we're sat in a lovely, what we're saying today, in a lovely stone-cold, very, very lovely stone-cold Steve Austin shirt today. Um, and finally, licensing and merchandise. So, licensing revenues decreased 1.3 million to 5 million. Uh, merchandise revenues, they were 5.8 million as compared to 8.8 million in the prior year quarter due to 50% decrease in revenues from wweshopzone.com. Um, the catalogue sales as well and a 27% reduction in revenues derived from live events due to lower attendance. So it's, it's the domino effect, isn't it? You're yeah. not going to sell as many shirts if you've got as many people. If you've got as many people, they're not going to buy tickets, etc., 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 to the point where they've got fucking no money. Well, they haven't. I reckon Vince is still wiping his ass with, with 20 quid notes. But it's Probably sounding 50 like... Notes. Yeah, it's just sounding like... I don't think WWE needs to start worrying and like offering out no. for sale signs and stuff. It's not TNA. It's not. It's certainly not even WCW level, right? But I think we need to. Someone needs to up their game somewhere, somehow, something, or we're going to start pissing money away. Especially if we keep going abroad and we're pissing money away as With well. Pyro City. Could be every velocity. Pyro City velocity. Why haven't we thought of that? That's fucking Vince, man. That's it. You're pissing away 20 million quid a year on fucking pyro for velocity and heat. And they kept changing the ring aprons as well. Ring it. Oh, it's, oh mate. If That's we, extra we could spend an episode. And you know, we, I can see what you're trying to do. You're trying to prevent us from talking about bad blood. But let's get into the first ever Raw pay-per-view starring The A-Show. Alan, Kev and Mick. Ruthless. It's my life, my time, my rights, my rhymes, my grind, my struggle, hustle, sweat, and my blood too. I'm ready to smell fear, I smell a lot. My competitors flex here. They smoked, I was hot. I want it all. Excess, the sex, much success, stress us. I want it all, no less. Come on. This hatred has history. This bitterness runs deep. This blood runs hot. I've speared him. I've maced him in the face through some paint down this little shiny car. I even caused him to spear Charles Robinson. You will never, never underestimate Chris Jericho again. When aspirations are achieved out of rage. I am still the world heavyweight champion. You do not want to run up against me. Or contempt. Well, I'm Eric Bischoff, co-GM, and I can throw my away but some acts can't be forgotten. Some actions never forgiven. Because this is a new beginning, I'd be more than happy to kick your ass. Jericho is next. And some things come back to haunt you. You got Kevin Nash. Houston, Texas. Hell in a cell. It is a scary, unforgiving, almost demonic in nature. I'd like to introduce you to the only man crazy enough to referee the hell in a cell match. Hardcore legend. The bad blood will spit. And believe me, there will be hell unleashed. unleashed. And now, an Austin Bischoff production. Bad blood.
So it is then June the 15th. We're at the Compact Center in Houston, Texas. We've got around 10,000 people in attendance with a live gate of half a million dollars. Your host, JR and the King. So we're going to get a solid three hours of JR and the King. But the King is wearing a fucking shirt. Yeah, the King's decided to put some clothes on on this one. I don't understand. At least we know then that there's no chance for him wrestling. Because that's the thing. It's like a footballer, like a retired footballer who always carries his boots around with him because he never knows where he'll get call up. Like, maybe one day they'll ring me back and say, could you want to have one last go? That's what Jerry, Jerry's like, Vince, just let you know, I'm in my game, mate. Whenever you need me, I'm over here. I'm ready for you. Um, buy rates, buy rates, buy rates, buy rates. Uh, just to uh, give you a little refresh, Backlash, 345,000. Judgment Day, 315,000. Bad Blood, 385,000. It's the big folly effect. The, the, the peak. The, we've peaked. We, we, wowzers. How so? We've just spoke about the WWE are, are pissing money away every, every left, right, and centre. But all of a sudden, we've now got 70,000 people that are interested in buying this pay per view purely because they're kind of seeing Triple H Foley in a cell too, to an extent. Just dashes in way. <laughs> I've never thought about it like that. <laughs> Is that what... I don't know. I don't know, because the last time people saw Foley properly, let's ignore WrestleMania 2000. The Hell in a Cell. Yeah, it was the Hell in a Cell with Triple H. Properly. I know we had the commissioner stuff and all that bollocks and all that, but I mean properly. Properly wrestling. Grafting, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But um, it's a bit weird, weird. Um, the theme tune to the pay-per-view... I know, let's touch on, touch on the name first. So Ric Flair's walking past me in the room. And he goes, you're going to name a pay-per-view what? And he goes, bad blood. He goes, woo! Fucking <laughs> blood everywhere, mate. I'll show you bad blood. This is bad blood. <laughs> um, yeah, the thing, Headstrong by Trapped. As themes go. A great song. And also, bad blood happened on the same weekend as the first ever download festival. Fuck off. Yeah. Yep. And one of the acts on the main stage on the Saturday was Trapped. <laughs> we did they sing the song though yes did they <laughs> I'm guessing so oh well, well yeah yeah yeah. I had to save up money to watch Bad Blood <laughs> <laughs> well are you fucking stupid but yeah there's a few other bands you might have heard of who've Go done on, theme songs for oh hello is this, is this Austin and Bischoff present download <laughs> Go Marilyn on. Manson oh yeah obviously Taproot yeah Evanescence He's, he's Victoria. Evanescence was no way out. Ever, yeah, of course it was, of course it was, yeah. We Alan and Scott too. Yes, Alan and Scott too. Disturbed. Oh, Disturbed. Edges theme, have they? Disturbed, no. no. Dudley's? No, go on. I'm not very good with these. Oh, Stone Cold. Oh, because they did that shitty heel theme tuner back in there. Was it? No, he he does still living inside yeah. you. That fucking horrible thing. Metallica. Yeah, of course. Enter Sandman. <laughs> Spine shank. I've got fuck it. That sounds like something you can do when you're having sex. Complete <laughs> 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 hurt yourself. I've got no idea what a spine shank is. It sounds they, like a weapon. It sounds like a cosh. They did a Jericho's theme in 2009. Oh, okay. Okay. And Shadows 4. Nope. Van Damme. Oh, which one? One of a kind? No, the shitty one. Oh, the shitty one. Oh, we don't want to talk about that one. I hope they didn't play that. They would have got booed off stage. So that was what? The same weekend as? Bad Blood. Oh, fucking hell. I would have rather been at Download. 
hundred percent. Um, so as I said, then this is the first single brand pay per view, and the question um, that I kind of ask is, can WWE manage to come up with anything better than what they've been doing on TV? Nope. Um, they've basically punted on Kevin Nash as a main eventer. It's not working, so they've brought back Mick Foley with the hope that he and the Cell, and as I said, the the kind of the hopefully people are going to get a bit nostalgic about it, and they're going to pay. So is that kind of what we are going for this right? So if Mick Foley can't put us over, nobody's going to be able to. Um, but the Foley effect should be work with by Don't fuck it, it seems like it, doesn't it? Uh, definitely. Um, the opening video, we look at the three top stories, the main event, Goldberg, Jericho, uh, Austin and Bischoff. Um, that's like... Flair and Michaels, they should have been top of this card. Yeah. Like, they had so much the storyline, as, as we touched on, going into... Uh, as we'll, well, we'll touch on a bit later as well, going coming into this. It was brilliant. It was like Ric Flair of old. And then you have this Shawn Michaels thing of, well, come on, you one more time, you can do it, you're the man. And then it's Ric Flair proper of all with the double cross. And that should have been the main, but that wasn't, that was just a, just a very, very small side part in WWE's eyes of Kevin and Allen in a cage. Uh, I just, again, I just, I don't understand with Michaels and Flair not getting any significant attention in the video. It was all just, it was, where, where, Why? Does Bischoff and Austin's fucking burp of death competition in a Fuck bit this shit. come before trying to promote Flair against Michaels? I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. None of it does. So let's get them to our opening match of the night. It is those damn Dudleys versus Christopher Blackinski and Rodney Black. And the Dudleys did come out to the yeah. music. Yeah. There was an insurrection. Yeah. Uh, there was a sign that made me laugh. I got wood. Yeah, that was the one. No, I saw it straight away. Straight away. Um, the build. It was all of one segment. Basically, long haterized and accused Devon of being brown, not black. That's how it started. <laughs> you, my boy. Um, Even though Devon's got more time. Let's, let's not look into it too far. Right, I think we covered the, the, the colour of people's skins a lot in Insurrection. We need to park that in England and leave the WWE. And hopefully Vince left his racism there as well. Um, basically, Devon, he had a match with Mark. Nowinski interfered. And now we have a tag. Believe that, player. <laughs> um, earlier tonight, Nowinski, though, he asked Devon why the white brother was always the one that was told to get the tables. We may not share the same ethnic background, but you can trust me. I'm one of you. Would you realize you're a victim of racial oppression, even within your own family? What the hell? Hey, 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 Why is my white brother always telling you what to do? I'll tell you what. Why is your white brother always ordering you to get the table? Certainly seen that debunk pause to think about that question, King. Well, I, I admit it, but it is a good question. Uh, JR, with already the line of the night, I feel like JR's going to be fun tonight. He expects a very fast-paced, offensive-minded, intense matchup. Fucking lol. <laughs> it's going to be everything but that. Only good thing about this match is you think there's probably possible chance to tables. Well, that's it. I think that's, well, that's every Dudley's match. Exactly. The Dudley's aren't like ring technicians. Let's be fair. They're punch, kick, we do the what's up, we've got a couple of power bombs, and we have a table spot and a 3D and a reverse 3D or whatever they, they call it in this year. So I always had a different name growing up, that reverse 3D. So the match itself then, uh, he starts off, Nowinski takes Devon down to start, but he runs afoul of old Big Bad Bubba and gets headlocked. Uh, Bubba pounds away in the corner and awkwardly walks into a clothesline from the apron by Mac. It just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the sign of things Let's, to come tonight, isn't it? Yeah. 
Uh, Nowinski, though, he comes back in and gets double team and splashed by Bubba, which gives Devon a two. A uh, cheap shot from Mac turns the tide and he drops an elbow for a two count. Uh, Mac gets a spine buster, which wasn't bad uh, for a two count, and Nowinski it's a splash for another two. Um, I know even though this is like midway through the match, there was loads of little near falls, but with moves that never gonna get pins. Yeah. Never gonna. You're not gonna win against a Dudley Who in the opening really card. Who wins with a fucking Brett rope splash? Yeah, middle rope splash. No one wins with that. Uh, flying elbow misses and Bubba he gets the hot tag and with a normal typical Bubba flip flop and fly elbows and fists everywhere and he dumps Mac uh, Nowinski though he blocks the Bubba bomb but walks into a boot and Bubba gets a crossbody for two uh, Nowinski though he takes a swing with the mask but misses wildly uh, Mac sneaks in with the Cobra clutch but Bubba reverses him into the what's up drop uh, Devon though he seems to be having moral issues about getting those damn tables well up south the bell line with Bubba He was like, should I actually? Is he right? I'm unsure. I don't know. Uh, Max, though, he finally gets the mass shot in for the pin in just around seven minutes. Um, total TV match that hold no place on the pay-per-view, but now I worry because the team of Nowinski and Rodney Mack have got a win with their belt. I know England is the same result as Interaction. Exactly the same. Exactly the same result. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, but this is a possible yeah, pattern. This could be a pattern. Right. Like I said, it was. It's, this is Interaction's big brother. Um, but, yeah, I'm a bit concerned that they're getting a win over the they've got a win over the Dudleys. Now where what do we go from here? Are we gonna get title tag title shots for Black and Nowinski? Hope not. God, that's bad. That's worse than two thousand and like fifteen, sixteen around that area where they were plucking two nobodies and making a team and hoping it'd work. Like Air Boom. Fucking what an awful abomination of a wrestling name is Air Boom. Uh, but then we're just two oh, Sounds like a really shit flight company. <laughs> Where are you going? Oh, you're going to land tonight. Where are you flying? Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Get you there in no time. Boom! And you're up in the air with air boom. Oh, dear. That could work. Air boom rocks. Air. Oh, bring back air boom. Where's Evan Vaughn? Oh, he's being weird in Japan. And that's where Evan Vaughn is. TNA, oh, is he in TNA? Oh, is he in TNA? I have not watched that shit for years. So, yeah. Overall thoughts. Match. Uh, as I said, I thought for me, total TV match, no place on the pay-per-view. Not at all. It should have just been a Raw match, but this is the site we've spoke about it, especially Raw. Their tag team division isn't fucking near enough null and void. So how do you try and build? Especially when you're only giving the build one week. It should have been a month of them getting in Devon's head, pecking yeah. at him and pecking at him, and maybe had a turn for a week or two. So just, I, I don't know, give it a bit more flavour. Give it a bit more flavour. I'm unsure. But, yeah, this isn't a good sign. Um, redneck trifle on time, Mike. The fuck is this shit? <laughs> Earlier tonight, Bishop and Austin, they spun the wheel and they picked a burping contest. Uh, round one, then, uh, sees the uh, the participants burp off. Now, did they actually write this on paper and think it'd be a good idea? Absolutely. Well, you can be excited about the burping contest, but I can't wait for the pie-eating contest. Well, our colleague uh, Terry is standing by with uh, well more of this situation.
It is now time for the first event and the first ever redneck triathlon, the burping contest. Our first competitor, co-general manager of RAW, Mr. Eric Bischoff, and our second competitor, the other co-general manager of RAW, Stone Cold Steve Austin. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I'm great. Good. Okay, so I, I want to explain the rules to you guys so you know what your, there are rules. Each of you will get three burps. Three. Three burps. And whoever has the loudest and the longest burp will win the contest. Okay? Mr. Bischoff, are you ready? I'm ready. See what you got, champ. I got it. Mr. See what you got, champ. Are you ready, Mr. Austin? I'm ready. All right. Ready. Okay. Austin, your turn. Back to you, Mr. Bishop. Toss me another beer back here. Preparation. Reminds me of the time Granny had the sour belches. Oh. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> okay, um, Mr. Bischoff, I believe you have one more try. <laughs> that was a little wet, wasn't it? <laughs> You ready for you your last attempt? Sick. But I can beat that burp. I can beat that burp. It's your last shot. Make the most of it. Uh oh. You call me sick? <laughs> well, uh, I gotta give you credit on that one. Can I warm up one more time? Sure. Help yourself. <clears throat> Allow me my third and final effort. So then, Michael, it is round one, redneck triathlon burping contest. Uh, did they actually write this on paper, do you reckon? And somebody thought, do you know something? Yeah, that's a cracking idea. Probably asked uh, his 
grandkids. No, no, it's, I don't, it's just stupid. Stupid. They trade... So Austin and Bischoff, they trade pre-recorded burps, which I think it would have been funnier if you would have loaded them full of fizzy pop and let them actually burp. Yeah. Because why... I, I, I was trying to work out, was a couple of them actual burps? Or were they all pre-recorded? I think they're all pre-recorded. All pre-recorded. You Tell me how the shit well, it was, was. Yeah, the Austin at the end with the mistimed burp where Austin just goes, and then 30 seconds later you hear, uh, and it's like, hey, who said that? Because your mouth's not moving no more. Um, Austin wins easily. 1-0 to Stone Cold. Only question I have about that is, when is Terry going to deep through that chainsaw? Hmm. hmm. Uh, Terry Reynolds. Right, there's a thing, I don't know what it is about Terry Reynolds. When I was younger, I used to quite find a hot, Yep. I don't anymore. Yep. In 2003. I look yep. at it and I'm like, you're really not hot. You're really, really, you, I don't know. And then I look back and I go watch some early, like, Marlena stuff and she's, she's, yeah, I don't know. I used to see her. Like, I used to think she was smoking. What changed? I don't understand. I fell out of love with, I fell out of love with watching Rob Van Damme wrestle. And I don't like, uh, I don't find Terry Reynolds as attractive as I once did. That's what this show has done to me so far. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so as I said Austin gets the win and for me personally uh, there was nothing like watching one of all time greats ease into retirement reduce himself to this yeah bullshit with dignity up next possibly fighting for the greatest prize on road yeah I'd probably say easily Um, now let's talk about douchebag frat boy roidy test perfect I love him he's a dickhead isn't he man him and like him and I want to see a on Americans 2.0, but a Jericho, Christian, and Test all be frat boy dickheads because it, it, I love it. All I know it's, it, we're a bit away from where Jericho has haircut, but cut his hair now. They all look the same. They walk around thinking yep. they are fucking walking dripping sex appeal. I love it. Absolutely love it. And I love this Test. Um, but now let's let's discuss the build because. As much as we've laughed and joked about it, and I know we, we're going to... It's actually got a build. Uh, it's basically borderline domestic abuse. Oh, easily. <laughs> right. so, That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, but also fucking brilliant that there's even yet to come, there's still another couple of twists and turns in the tale of the Roddy Powers. I know we've hit the point where they are fully explored. We don't talk remember England it didn't happen in England this is the first one massive one the winner gets Stacey um, yeah it's awkward but yet fucking amazing I love it and I can't well, wait the cameraman's on point the cameraman is on point every time and what I do like about Scott Steiner because he's a pervert just like each every one of us he makes Stacey do it a couple of times I always love that go on Steiner it's the best thing he's ever done absolutely um, so the match itself then if we must uh, Steiner he dives at Test and gets the first unintentional comedy spot of the night as he trips on the apron and falls flat on his fucking face. The dump pile hit the floor like a sack of shit. <laughs> That's obviously one of the more famous, like there's two, isn't there, of the famous Scott Steiner fuck-up matches. The one with T- in TNA with Christian. Yeah. And then there's this one. Um, what was it? I don't understand. Yeah. It was a slip and a fall. Bless his cotton socks. 
But my god, it was a funny fucking slam to the floor. Uh, we get back in, uh, an elbow drop and push-ups follow, uh, but it is hard to look cool after they miscure those guys. It's hard to look cool. You can push up as many times as you want. And they brawl out again, which time, uh, this time, Tess gets the upper hand. Um, Tess is uh, being all his badass arrogant. Uh, he pounds away in the corner and then does his own push-ups while hitting on Stacey at the same time. Yeah, that's Fucking love it. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, Tess, he puts Steiner in a sleeper, but Steiner fights out and then walks into an elbow. Uh, he tests, he goes up but gets caught with uh, the slowest of slow motion overhead suplex with Steiner barely getting the rotation needed not to drop Tess yeah, on his I, big roidy neck. I think this was nearly as bad as the one that Brock did to Roman. Oh, yeah, definitely. Def- 100%. It was a proper, like... He, and it, it looked like Steiner was fully not in control either. It, we've mentioned this before. Steiner launches you in the air and he lets go and he doesn't give a fuck what happens to you. On his debut, uh, when he, he was launching Matt Hardy and Nowinski all over the place. Yeah. And it's, he's a sure. dangerous fucking man and he really is. I love him. I love him to pieces, the big stinking pile of shit. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's a dangerous, dangerous man. Um, Test, he comes uh, he comes back in with a full Nelson slam, but Steiner, he ducks the big boot and gets the inverted DDT for two. We're back with the slop drop. But it's it not, a two it's, count, though. Yeah, it's a two count. So just to say, the slop drop is not even getting wins anymore. Or is that just how big Test is and how much this feud is? Intensified there rather so much that he'll kick out of the slop drop. Nah. Nah. Uh, King. King, King, King. Stacy was also almost orgasmic when Steiner kicked out of a pump handle slam. He's gone ballistic. Stacy was almost orgasmic when, when Steiner kicked out. To quote JR, what? To quote JR, what? Test, he stops to show Stacy some Canadian loving, but he's too much man for her and she slaps him away. Uh, a big boot gets the two, um, but he, then he goes for a chair and shoves Stacy away in the process, but then hits himself with it. Steiner finishes with the downward spiral uh, around six and a half minutes. At least it was short. Huh? Oh, wait a minute now, what's this? How smart is this? You lose for this qualification. Hey, Stacey, you... Be careful! And, oh, oh, that's just, that is just sad and pathetic. What a pathetic human being is, is Tess looking for Steiner's head. Well, that's all. Oh, oh, did you see that? The chair bounced back into Tess's head. Oh! Steiner, face first. Will it be? Yes, it is. Shot of that insurrection. Pattern emerging. Yeah. <laughs> Pattern emerging. Obviously, insurrection was a different finish, but the same finish to an extent. He finished with the downward spiral off the, yeah. whoa, I'm nearly going to hit you, but I'm not going to hit you sort of thing. It was the move for move. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, insurrection really was. If you want to listen to the rest of this, just go listen to insurrection, I think. <laughs> it's really scaring me. Um, but yeah, they, I don't understand. I think, what do you reckon creators said to Scott when he's signed in? Oh, well, you're not winning now. Yeah, you're not winning now. You can have Stacey if you want. Uh, all right, Vince. Yeah, no danger. Fucking two plus two is 33. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Austin and Bischoff, they're in front of a tractor and they talk about the pie-eating contest. Uh, Bischoff, he has some women ready to assist him and they're all quite rather good looking. Uh, they I eat the pies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they agree that Bischoff gets to go first, but Austin gets to pick the flavour of pie. Look, I've got something I want you to see. See, I did a fair amount of research. Research? I put some time into this. Right. Okay, I knew that if we were going to have a pie eating contest, that it had to be the best it could possibly be. And well, <laughs> ladies, may I introduce <gasps> to you Stone Cold Steve Austin. How you guys doing? Wow. Hi. Steve. Hi. Yeah, how you doing? You did some uh, damn good research. <laughs> a lot of hands-on kind of interviewing if you get my drift. <laughs> but since I did such a fine job of picking the pie, I thought that, uh, well, I should get to go first. You, you want to go first? I think I should go first. Understand, this is Stone Cold Steve Austin presents Bad Blood, and we're basically in my home state of Texas, right here in Houston. I think Stone Cold Steve Austin should go first. I think Stone Cold Steve Austin should be a great host. And as a great host, given all of the hard work that I've done, I think you should let me go first. Uh, you're being very selfish. <laughs> and I'll let you go first, because I'm that kind of guy. But since you are going first, I get to pick which flavor of pie you eat. <laughs> got a deal? Can't go wrong. You got a deal. It's on. So, it is time for an intercontinental title. Up next, it is Christian defending after screwing Booker, the hometown boy, out of the title in the Battle Royal last month. Um, rinse and repeat. I reckon it will be. decided to sit and watch this on the network my god it felt so good to listen to Booker T's theme music and not that 8-bit bullshit that I have to put up with the, with the DVD releases um, 
We spoke about it a little bit in Interaction, but Christian with this new look now. Uh, is it fat boy Christian? Knobhead, dickhead yep. Christian. Love it. May See, you, we test now again. May you never change. May you, that could be a tag team in the making, I'm telling you. With Jericho. Jericho going after world title, then two go oh, maybe Jericho going after Inter, and then two going after a tag. Oh, be all over that. Be team America 2.0. And mate, frat boys are us. Be amazing. Absolutely amazing. We are dickheads. Uh, Booker, the match starts. Booker he wins he wins the lock up and overpowers Christian as they crisscross into a Booker hip toss and headlock. Uh, they work off that and Booker back drops in for two and gets a spine buster for two. Um, it's here though that I noticed two guys in the front row dressed like Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. I'm marked out for that. Why? Why? What? Of all things to cosplay. Of all things to cosplay at a wrestling event, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger. I, I was trying to find the reference and I couldn't. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't. Is that because like they wanted to come with the honey part and Stacey Keebler's ass was the honey? <laughs> That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. It's the only thing I could think of. Christian, he goes up and lands in a flapjack and both of them are knocked out. But then Booker, he slugs away and gets a side slam for a two count. Uh, Christian, he goes for the unprettier, but Booker reverses it into an inverted DDT for two. Uh, slop drop. Uh, it's slop drop central tonight. Uh, Booker's roll up out of the corner is sloppily reversed by Christian. I didn't intentionally write that, but that's amazing how that's for it. Uh, Christian Bottom gets a two count. What did you think to the Christian Bottom? Could he get over like the rock bottom? Even though the bookend never really got over until he joined WWE. Yeah. And I just feel with The Rock. <laughs> so, yeah. That was it. We share the same move. Yeah, but it's shit. Yeah, alright, okay. Feel it over. I'm The Rock. I'm The Rock, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> uh, Booker, he suckers Christian into an inside cradle for two. Christian tries to toss him, but Booker T does a lovely axe kick from the top rope. Uh, onto the top rope, sorry. And uh, heads up to hit the missile drop kick that gets him another two count. Uh, the Harlan sidekick and Spinneroni set up the axe kick, but Christian ducks out and he takes a walk. I'm gone. See you fucking back. my belt. I'm going home. Bye. The ref, as usual, get back in the ring by a tent or you lose the tile, and it's right here. It's the fastest take out. Yes, I'm just about to say the referee is right here. That would have been a screw job. That would be the fastest screw job. For hours to the way to count it, you cunt. Right? I'm telling you, oh, awful. Um, Christian, though, he immediately decks Booker with the belt for the intentional DQ to retain in 7 minutes and 52. What are with these short matches? This is not right. It's not right. If you do not return to this ring by the count of 10, not only will you lose this match, you will forfeit the Intercontinental Championship. What? Wait a minute. That bring back an impromptu judgment call. Boy, these referees are power hungry here with WWE. Christian! Christian got no choice but to return to the ring and fight. Ooh, that was close. Now look at him, slide right outside. Well, he came back to the ring, didn't he? That's all the referee demanded him to do. Christian running like a scalded dog here away from Booker T. And, and he's got that... Oh, 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 oh come on! Oh, Christian just hit Booker T. Right in front of the referee with that championship belt. That's got to be a disqualification. Well, the bell rung. Christian loses. Christian is highly upset. That was an intentional disqualification. Oh, he's beside himself. Christian knew he was going to get disqualified. He's, 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 I've never seen him more upset. That's, that is a coward's way out to my mind. See how upset he is? That is this. What a, what a coward's way out by the Intercontinental Champion. True Ringside Tales. 
hilarious top 10 lists. And oh yeah, you just might come across a great recipe for Sooner Strip Steak, JR's Cookbook. Available now in bookstores everywhere and at www.eshopzone.com. Plus, it's just same part again, technically. Christian left with the belt. Christian came in with a belt and left with a belt. Um, but bad finish aside for me, it was probably the best match of the night, mainly due to the two guys involved, they actually being people that were worth watching. What of? Yeah. No, I like Booker T. And I no, like... I mean, Booker oh. T. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. However, for me, it doesn't help, though, that we're three matches in, 40 minutes in, and we've had nothing. Yeah, I noticed that. Nothing at all. We nearly we're forty minutes in. Not, not even an hour. And yeah. The third match is over. And into the last twenty minutes of the hour, it's time for part two of the Redneck Triathlon. With this event taking place in the ring, Bischoff though is rather smug about the pie that he'll be having for his tea, and Austin brings up Bischoff saying that he liked mature women. The four women show up in the back on screen, and yeah, I'd eat their pies. Yeah, but instead. Austin decides to bring out some stale pie, gone off pie. As Lola puts it, we said pie, not cheesecake. Best line of As the night. May Young and Fabulous Moon will come out. Uh, Austin says he's changed the plans. Um, the women in the back, uh, what, they actually I looked, swear down, they looked disappointed. Like, I, I reckon Moon was telling me to get my fucking money back. <laughs> oh, God, earn your crust. Oh, dear. Um, Bischoff he refuses so Austin declares himself the winner which isn't cool with Eric uh, May kisses him which isn't enough for Austin instead we get a Lobo and a Bronco Buster oh god poor we Eric. get the May Young finish of this death. must have been like fucking revenge for WCW not only that though and yeah I do agree we'll touch on that in a second I do agree not only that we get a Bronco Buster after May hitches up the skirt to reveal a thong so yeah, this is like, we'll get you in there, again, no danger. Yeah, I'll get you on my show. One day, fucking one day, I'm going to get you, you bastard. Have some of May Young's pie. Hell yeah! I'll give you hell yeah, back on hell yeah! <laughs> but I got a little uh, change of plans here. I know we're supposed to consult on everything, but sometimes you do things without me, and I do things without you. So those four gorgeous women are not going to have their pie eaten by Eric Bischoff. What are you talking about? I know some of you are a little upset, but going back to the mature women thing, you did yeah, do all Yeah, what about work. it? I did all that work. What about the mature women? Well, the four gorgeous women, that's worthy pie that I should be eating. I'm letting you go first, so I picked someone else. And I would like to introduce to you whose pie you will be eating. Could you hit the music, please? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is it May Young? Is it, is it the fabulous Moolah? It's, it must be May Young, who allegedly provided the entertainment at the Last Supper. Bischoff's gonna need a mint. Man, oh man. And Bischoff's gotta go first, that's the deal. 
just want to say you look absolutely wonderful. talking about are you gonna be a quitter I'm not doing that why not are you chicken it's like you said anybody can do the pretty ones get away from me so you're get saying hey, are you saying you refuse I refuse I refuse I will not do it okay so get your hand <laughs> off my ass <laughs> all right so then if you refuse that's two to zero. Stone Cold Steve Austin is the winner. That's what you're saying, you little piss ant. You quitter, you loser. Where's your fighting spirit? King, would you go ahead and announce Stone Cold Steve Austin is the winner of the Redneck Triathlon? Well, I guess by virtue of forfeit, the winner of the- Oh, it. What? Oh, no. What? There's a saying that anybody can do the pretty ones. All right, Mary, let's face it. We're both adults here. Let's just get this over with, make it as painless as possible. One is extremely ah! adult. Oh, look at me! What the hell are you talking about? Top that. You kissed her. This is a pie-eating contest. Meg. Oh, Meg just oh my God. went downstairs on Bishop. Make that some bitch eat well, some so pie. Make such a hasty decision. Uh, uh, hold on, honey. Hold on. Hold on. If I, no, hold on. Hold on. If I'm gonna do this, let me warm up because I ain't playing second fiddle. That's some bitch. Hold on. Uh, you ready? I wonder if Mark, Mark Evans was in the back going, mm. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up with some edible underwear. Yeah, man. Loving it. Do you want a hand? Um, fuck this shit. Yeah. Fuck
fuck this shite. We're not even an hour in. We've got another two hours of pay-per-view to talk about and fuck this shite. We've still got another one of this. Nothing pay-per-view worthy. Absolutely nothing. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think... This, they've got all... This about all this shite. There's no... Like, we were starting match. Um, so Bischoff, he gets the win because obviously Austin was never going to eat the pie. Uh, of younger, not young, really old, really old, fucking really old. May Asian. Yeah, and um, fabulous fucking Mona. Uh, We get another promo for Gail Kim. I personally can't wait to see her come to WWE. I've said it for ages, the women's roster, it's getting there now where we're actually having women that can actually put on a show. Trish can wrestle, she's improving. Victoria's good, I like Victoria. Jazz is a beast, believe that. Um, and she's the black bitch yeah I want to see Jazz against Gail Kim yeah Gail could be good like, even though this is 2003 and I didn't have a fucking clue who Gail Kim was I know who Gail Kim is so we all back do. in the day it yeah. was like, so back that? in the day who was that but now we're like oh fucking hell yeah it's like Oscar but better yeah. she's Gail Kim's badass Eat the Feet is a sick finisher it looks like even but then Enzo Amore had to take it <gasps> Enzo Amore yesterday did you see that he released a rap video what? Yeah. It's like his response to his rape allegation. In rap. Oh, I knew you didn't rap, but... Oh, no, no, this is... The... Right, so, scene starts. Fat boy, really fat WWE fan, watching some sports entertainment pay-per-view in his mum's basement. And then Enzo Amore appears to start rapping to the fat man. I've not... I've seen, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, Enzo Amore has released a rap song. Uh, his album's going to be called Eat the Feet. <laughs> um, we get uh, Kane looking all mysterious. Um, Stroking his hair. Foreshadowing. Ah. What will Kane come up with tonight? Will it be Kane who is unsure of where the land lies or will it be Kane and Rob Van Damme? Will it be strong like they were in England? There wasn't really much dissension in England. They were strong. Yeah, I noticed that. Could it all end here? Well, the World Tag Team titles on the line tonight. There you look at the big red machine. But, King, i got to wonder what Kane will show up tonight. Will it be the man that has been uh, almost a seamless part of the cohesive unit of he and Rob Van Dam, or the man that, well, that did not come to RVD's aid last week? As a matter of fact, to, here's a ticket back to last week on Raw. RVD with the victory over Rene Dupree and then Law Resistance and the double team on Van Dam. King was in the arena, but he made no attempt to help his tag team party. I mean, everybody in the arena wondered where was Kane, including hey, Rob Kane. Van Dam. Hey, where the hell were you? So next then it is Raw Tag Title time. It is two villains in shit shirts going up against your tag team champs. Uh, what did we call them? Rain. That was it. We came up with it. Rain. Or oh, oh. Cobb Van Dam. Yeah, Cobb Van Dam. Um, we've seen dissension. We've not. We're unsure. Um, so the build up to this, basically last week on Raw, RVD, he beat Renee, but Kane didn't come to save him, even though he was in the arena. RVD approached Kane and he gave him the silent treatment. And the, and the Bell Ends won another crack at the tiles. Oh, well, sorry. England didn't happen. Oh, their first crack of the tiles. Um, they coach, he interviews the shit shirts. Well, our resistance, the tag team champions don't appear to be on the same page. And you guys have got to feel pretty good about that because we were just moments away from your first ever world tag team title shot right here at Bad Blood tonight. Guys, 
Any last thoughts? Tu as raison, coach. C'est vraiment spécial pour nous ce soir. It's a very big night for us. It's really unfortunate that we have to spend it in Texas. We hate this place. If for no other reason than Texas is the state that gave the rest of the world that buffoon George W. Bush. And tonight we want to dedicate our match to our beautiful homeland of France and also to the greatest president in the world, Jacques Chirac. <laughs> Frenchy fries, it's a big night for us. <laughs> uh, uh, Frenchy, Frenchy, Frenchy bollocks, this late Texas. Uh, we hate this place. Texas is the state that gave us the rest of the world that buffoon George W. Bush. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. Bob. Yeah, I have to agree. Uh, then uh, Dupree, uh, he talks, he sounds, <laughs> he sounds like he's talking with a mouthful of food. He's like, oh, 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 he's trying to talk. He's like he's eating something. He's eating frog and uh, JR, he's pissed straight away. That xenophobia kicks in again. Yeah. Fuck off back to where you come from. I don't see no anchor tied to the ass. <laughs> Fucking right line. He's like, yeah, piss off. Redneck. Fucking redneck, fucking yeah, Donald Trump supporter. That's what my man is, JR. Well, I'll tell you what, you talk about the epitome of arrogance. These two young men conducting themselves as jackasses, and if they don't enjoy competing in the in the United States, see, I don't see no anchor tied to their ass. Or they just go back home. For me, forgettable match. Yeah, yeah, very, very. Um, I think there's a fabricated sort to say that yes. It is. Kane's one of the all-time best, and I think Kane's run with RVD in his tag team um, is up there with his original Mavex pack, the big man, yeah. little man. Because Kane, is, obviously, he can be little man at the same time, jumping off the rope and stuff like that I've to seen an extent. Exa oh, exactly. I, I remember when he first pulled out a drop kick. I was fucking blown. It was shit. I was blown away. Absolutely blown away. Um, but yeah, and the Bell Ends, they've they're boring me quickly. They're funny. But it's just generic. It's just generic. Foreigner. We hate America, foreigner. What Rusev was when Rusev first started. Yeah. Like what's getting Rusev over now is comedy. Is Rusev's personality. He may still dress in Bulgarian colours. His missus might still be the Ravis in Russian. But that's where it stops. That's it. He speaks English. It's all. It's English. The gimmicks English. The gimmicks fun. It's people walk around wearing the Bulgarian flag. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, but it's not a anti-America. We hate America. Where. This straight away, they've come in with nothing else apart from, boom, America's fucking shit, and we wear shit shirts. Because they're French. Because they're French. Um, so the match itself, uh, we get an intense shoving match between a stoner and a French guy. That's how it starts. Yeah. Um, followed by RVD, gets a this quick trade off the two. Standard RVD. Standard, standard, it hurts me, Michael, stop it. Uh, some double teaming allows Dupree to get a DDT for two, as apparently RVD is already your... Face in peril, and will he be able to make the hot tag straight? We're like 30 seconds in, and we're building towards the hot tag. Punch, punch, kick, kick in the hill corner, though. Dupree hits a chin lock. Um, Dupree is doing much of the work here for the team, I don't know if you noticed. Like, I think he's the one that they look at that you're the better wrestler. Yeah. I think yeah, they're looking at Sylvan and thinking, not quite sure yet. We'll give you Tyler Dree. Yeah, yeah oh, fucking hell, I can't wait for that shit where he's just Sylvan. It's <laughs> fucking terrible. Um, we get finally at the hot tag to Kane, who unleashes the usual clotheslines of fucking utter death. Um, the flying clothesline gets two, the match breaks down. 
Um, it was a bit of a sloppy one, though, that one. Yeah, it was kind of, yeah. Uh, Kane, he no-sells a double net breaker and it hits them with, wait for it, another clothesline! Um, Kane, for me, this was lazy from Kane. We didn't see much from Kane tonight. We didn't see much from anybody in this match. It was another one. It's over before, in six minutes. It's over again. Let's rush for it because we need to get to another segment involving Bischoff and Austin. Because... Because you need to wait and see what happens after the breaks on this episode of Monday Night Raw. Monday fucking night, bad blood. Kane, he brawls out with Grandier though, and Rob follows uh, with a, a decent plancher that grazes Kane by mistake. Somehow though, this cripples the offensive onslaught of RVD, and he falls victim to Le Flappy Jack. At 5 minutes 46. That's what we're calling it. That's what we're calling it, Le Flappy Jack. Jack. At 5 minutes 46 to give the evil French bastards, otherwise known as the, the two, two Balenciennes shit shirts, shirts. who've broken the pattern. They've broken the pattern as we finally have a tag team that's tag team champions. Outside the ring and now the double team by the challengers. Oh, oh man. Two man flat jack. The hook of the leg. Tag title's on the wall. It's over. What the heck? It's over. Here are your winners. It's over. And the new world tag team champion, La Resistance. Oh my gosh. Oh, new tag team champs. I can't believe this. This team was good, but this is an upset. It's been a while. Ooh. It's been a while. Our last tag team that were tag team champions on either brand. Billy and Chuck? Hassan uh, Benjamin. Oh, oh. oh, yeah, to be fair, they, they do go a bit more because we've had the Guerreros as well. I've yeah. not thought about that as much as I should have done. Uh, but Raw. Who we, uh, Did Dudley's? Dudley's. Did they win him? Yeah. Yeah. They're probably because they lost him to uh, Regal and uh, Storm. Storm, and then Storm and Sean Val Venus Williams w- Williams Venus Ramsey Penis Uncle Val. Um, so yeah, they break the pattern. Uh, overall match very short. It, it hot was mess to like start the feud for yeah, Andrew Kane. That was it. It was purely used as a storyline for Kane. Um, but the French is there, new champs. And here's the question: Who's next? Sorry, Goldberg. Fucking big Billy Bollocks and Jericho's back and Nowinski, isn't it? Mac and Nowinski. Uh, what, what's next? SummerSlam. Jesus. Mac and Nowinski versus La Resistance. SummerSlam. Please, something's going to happen since... Something needs to change since till then. It's got to. Got to. I hope it does. Where are Murdoch and Cade? They're still a while away, aren't they? Cade's... Cade's solo. coming. Yeah, he's Cade, Cade's on heat for no, he's not. Cade comes with uh, fucking Jindrak. That's how it starts. Cade and Jindrak, uh, yes. because when Cade they decide for him not to go with Evolution in a couple of months' time when Batista comes back. So up next, it's WCW versus WWE. It's a match that should have been included in fucking Invasion. Yes. Does Jericho deserve much better though? Of course he does. And we've said this over and over the first again. Ever undisputed He's a champion. former world champion getting tret like he was the a first shittiest. undisputed champion beating Rocky Austin the same night. The shittiest mid carder. It's it's this is a mid card feud. I don't understand how we've got to this point where we've got WCW's biggest guy and WB's bigger guy in a mid card feud that's had no. I know we've had a little bit of storyline behind it as we'll touch into, but. I don't know if this is seen. This is not given. This is not given given the attention like Austin and Bischoff has been given the attention. No. This had potential to be one of the top matches. Of course it did. Of course it did. Um, but so speaking deaf. of fucking the bully, Big Bill himself, no one year contract is just signed. 
1.5 million dollars. Not bad to say. Not bad for being shit. For, for being fucking dire. Because that's got to be on par with WCW money. Got to be. So I reckon that's probably one of the only reasons that he... he... Well, yeah, because they couldn't afford his contract. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's got to be on par, if not WCW, probably a little bit more if they weren't willing to... But maybe this is a new contract, so I'd be interested to see what the original contract was because it's he debuted after Mania and it's now June. So... Have they now improved his contract or? Don't know, dear. Do you? you don't know. Uh -oh. it's Goldberg. Oh, we're gone. Hey! Somebody try to run over Goldberg. Was that your rental car that struck Bill Goldberg's car? Was it? Were you driving the car? Okay, what was that? I swore I tried to miss him. It wasn't even my idea. Whose idea was it? You get your carcass out of this chair. You go to that ring and you face Bill Goldberg. No! A spear! Goldberg has destroyed Lance Storm! Now, Lance Storm, who put you up to it? It was Jericho. Jericho! Jericho? Goldberg's smiling about it. What the hell was Jericho thinking? The answer is simple. I'm sending Goldberg a message. Nobody wants you here in the WWE, Goldberg, especially me. Goldberg and I were once friends way back in the WCW days, but I realized something really quickly, and that was that the bigger of a star Goldberg became, the bigger his ego became. And it used to drive me crazy to see him climbing up the ladder so quickly. And I say it in the very same spot. I wasn't a marquee star to face the almighty Goldberg. So you know what I did? I left WCW and I came to the WWE. And I became one of the biggest stars in the history of this company. I've accomplished everything I ever wanted to accomplish in my career, except for one thing. And that is why I'm challenging Goldberg to a match at Bad Blood. Here comes that monster. And Goldberg's not wasting any time. Jericho running up his own set. Match with me at Bad Blood. Your ass is on. You know what? Chris Jericho ain't nothing but an ass. I say you get the hell out of my ring right now. Because if you don't... I might just have to come in there and beat you out of it. But then again, maybe I won't. Look at Goldberg, man, Hamlet, Jericho, and the spear is coming. Wait, wait a minute. What is that? Jericho just breaks something in. And Goldberg's eyes. Goldberg's blinded. And Jericho just spear Goldberg. You want to talk about embarrassment? Have you been following what I've been doing with Goldberg the last three weeks? I've speared him. I've maced him in the face. I threw some paint down his little shiny car. I even caused him to spear Charles Robinson right out of his shoes. Oh, my God! Goldberg was aiming for Jericho! And Jericho said the, the little referee right in front of the spear! That poor referee is finished! I've made Goldberg crazy. He does want to kill me, but because he's so out of whack... He's going to make a big mistake at Bad Blood, and when he does, I'm going to beat him. What is your mindset going into Bad Blood? The only thing I can tell you, Terry, Jericho is next. Oh, wow! What the hell was... Oh, it's a Jericho! What a shot to Goldberg! Oh, my God. Look at that look! Can you imagine what Goldberg could do to Jericho in Houston, Texas? Raw power, animalistic instincts... Goldberg, who has several big scores.
Um, so the storyline, the build into this, Jericho had tried to have Goldberg run over uh, to, to jealousy over Goldberg's success in WCW. Goldberg found out, meaning it's time for Jericho to die. I'd say. Uh, the build-up to the match, it began on May the 12th, 2003, during an episode of Raw, where a mystery assailant attempted to run over Goldberg. Ooh, I want to guess who it is. Go on, then. Christian. No. Jericho. No. Think. No, it was Jericho. It wasn't Jericho. It was a mystery assailant working on behalf of Jericho. Think Jericho tag team partners of years ago. Was well, still. Yep. <laughs> Basically, that was the build. Uh, you, you got... Austin was investigating... The, who ran over who tried to run over Goldberg because we need to rehash attempt to rehash storyline from years ago and then he tried to find out who ran himself over yeah but, but Goldberg was able to avoid it so he didn't get run over so it was who tried to run over, run over Goldberg um, later that night Goldberg though went on to defeat Christian in a steel cage match the following Monday it was determined that Lance Storm was the mystery assailant he however told Austin that it was only hired to run Goldberg over and that Jericho conspired the attack the following week's highlight reel it was explained that Jericho, they conspired the attack because he grew jealous um, towards Goldberg's success in WCW. He disliked Goldberg's ego and felt that since joining the WWE, he's achieved everything he ever wanted in his career, um, becoming the first undisputed champion in history. But that was all left to rot because Goldberg is, fuck all that, defeating Goldberg is now the key. Um, and as he was about to perform a spear, Jericho, he sprayed Goldberg's eyes with pepper spray. Awesome bit. Awesome. I just like how we were saying that, like, uh, he's fuck Goldberg, stay in WCW, I'll come to WWE, I've won everything I ever wanted to achieve, I've achieved everything, and now you're here, so I've got to now beat you. It's got storyline, it's got built, it's got, yeah, again though, it's rushed, and it's a rushed match. It's just mid card. It's, it's mid card, it's not given the oomph. Uh, did you notice that Goldberg didn't have any guards? Yeah. Long way away from WCW. He's not the baddest anymore, is he? He's just an old man. He's someone's dad who's come back for a run. Uh, another sign that I quite liked. Um, Goldberg, please go away. Fuck, you just keep seeing all my signs, mate. Please, go, Goldberg, please go away. Fucking love it. Absolutely love it. It should uh, be the intersection, though. No, Cassina and Goldberg. I don't understand why it wasn't that interaction. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so the match itself, Goldberg, he fires off Jericho's weak striking offence and then he presses him over the top rope and kicks him out. Uh, he drops him on the railing and then he tries to spear through it, but Jericho sidesteps it and Goldberg goes through the unforgiving cold mm, foam mm, rubber. Ah, uh, yeah, that's not steel. Uh, Jericho, uh, Jericho, JR though is worried about a separated shoulder. How would you fuck? Would you be really if you finish it? It's a spear and you do your shoulder in. <laughs> Screw that. He's got to slot drop. <laughs> the, the, there you go, Goldberg. Yeah, you know. It's the only jump around. Goldberg hitting the slop drop and taking people out. Um, Goldberg takes Jericho down with a bit of a judo throw, but Jericho drop kicks him. Uh, Bulldog and a lion salt gets a two. Uh, another lion salt, though, is sort of caught by Goldberg, and he slams Jericho uh, to try and set up a spear, maybe. Um, this one, though, it works, but it hurts his own shoulder doing it. The jackhammer is counted as Jericho hammers his jacks. Uh, and then it's walls of Jericho as Goldberg powers out, as you'd expect. Another spear, this time sets up a jackhammer that is able to hit, and the match is over in the longest match of the night so far, and probably Goldberg's best match of the night so far, but thank you, Chris Jericho. I um, think it lasts about 20 minutes too long. 10 minutes, 58 seconds. So, probably... I don't know. How, they should have booked Goldberg how he was booked in WCB. Oh, they should have, yeah, but they fucked up there. Goldberg's not designed for 10-minute matches. He's not. He's not designed 15, 20. 
It's not designed. It's designed to move, move, power, 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 get in, get out. That's how. That's what got the mystique over Goldberg because people wanted to see more of Goldberg. And do you know what happens when you see more of Goldberg? You regret it. You regret it. You see this shit. She would fucking regret to this shit. Goldberg using his leg strength to take Jericho down to the canvas, and oh. again Goldberg. And another one. Oh, a spear. And I think Goldberg got all of it. Goldberg trying to fight through the pain. I think he used the other shoulder. Which must be excruciating. Well, what about the pain that poor Jericho's suffering right now? That's got to be excruciating. Oh no. Oh, look out here. Goldberg hooking up Jericho. He got him up! And Jackhammer! The Jackhammer! And Goldberg wins it! Um, now, there was another Goldberg-Jericho dispute backstage recently over the booking of their Bad Blood match. Uh, while it was known for quite a while that Goldberg would be going over cleanly, Jericho wanted to kick out of the spear during the match to maintain full credibility and status. Totally agree, he's an ex-world champion. Yep. Totally agree. Goldberg flat out refused, furthering the heat between the two. Uh, Goldberg was reportedly irate backstage after learning of the comments Linda McMahon made of the company's quarterly conference call this week. Uh, while Goldberg's anger was not directed at any specific wrestler nor person, um, apparently he was just not pleasant to be around. Uh, WWE management, they calmed him down backstage prior to the show going live. Um, what were these comments I have you all here asking? I'd Lin like to know. Linda McMahon referred to his initial run with the company as disappointing. Yep. I agree. I'll just spot Surely Goldberg must look at that and agree as well. Because you won't be pissed off at Linda for causing disappointment. He's actually pissed well, off well. himself. You'd be pissed off at the company for booking me this way. They've, they've put me in as The Rock's neutral do you know what I mean literally a neutral to the rock yeah. the rock can fear Goldberg and now Jericho's pepper spraying him and Jericho doesn't really fear Goldberg yeah it's a bit hmm well like what's that well the uh, pivotal third spin of JR, the JR have you brought your relatives here tonight oh that's hilarious is this a reunion of some sort what is this looks like a we're tied up in the Redneck Triathlon at one event apiece. What will the third event be? Well, it is now official. The Redneck Triathlon is tied one to one. So to break that tie, we're going to have to spin the wheel and see what the deciding event will be. Let's do it. Do okay. it. I'm ready. Monster truck. Monster. Back us back. Bull riding. I don't care. Whatever it is. Bear chugging. Yes! Sing off. Uh-oh. Shut up. What are you so happy about? I've heard you sing. <laughs> Have you ever heard me sing before? Do I sing very good? You don't sing very good, Steve. I'll be very blunt. I suck. Does this make you happy? As pleased as punch, because my friend... I've got a set of pipes, and tonight I'm going to beat you in your own home state, in your own dumbass redneck competition in front of all of these rednecks in the state of Texas. I, my friend, am going to embarrass you. You want to spin it again? <laughs> See you later. Michael, did you notice there was a pig pen set up at ringside? I did. So, I wonder what's going to happen when we turn the wheel for the third one. Obviously, going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. It's Triple H against Henry Godwin. Uh, so, we turn, uh, for one last time, the, the Bischoff Wheel of Doom, or the Austin Wheel of Doom, and it's a sing-off. 
Now, Eric Whitney's Jim Bischoff seems happy as Larry because him, like everybody else, we heard Austin mumble and bumble his way through the national anthem a couple of weeks ago on Rock. So, Bischoff's thinking... Oh, I remember him playing guitar for Vincent Bagg well. There you go. Come by, ah, my lord. He's got it in the bag, in the bag. Um, so, it is our time for our next match. It is, for the first time ever on WWE pay-per-view, Ric Flair versus Shawn Michaels in what should be the match of the night. It is a battle of the legends in my view. This is one of the ultimate dream matches in my lifetime. I'm so looking forward to this matchup. Two legends, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. It's going to happen tonight, and here's how they got together. Shawn, thank you for reminding me who I needed to be on Raw. You cannot lay down for Triple H. Fifteen years ago, you came out on TV and you told the world that you were the measuring stick, you were the standard that every guy in this business should aspire to be. Do you really think I can go out there and be the guy like Triple H right now? I know you can do it. After what I saw you do with Triple H, I am here to tell you that you, Ric Flair, were, are, and will always be, in the heart of Shawn Michaels, the greatest wrestler in the world today. And I just want to know if I'm in the same league with Ric Flair. It would be my honor and my pleasure, one-on-one, -on -one, HBK and the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. What do you say, Nature? You and me, man. I'm excited. Shawn Michaels, I am honored that you would walk out and tell the world you're every reason that I wanted to do this job. You, Michaels, will always be a Ric Flair wannabe. Wait a minute. What the hell was that? Flair just sucker touch. Shawn Michaels, what is Flair thinking? I am not the little boy sitting in front of the TV watching my idol, Ric Flair. I am a man who has established the name, the heartbreak kid, the showstopper, the headliner, the main event. You didn't pass the torch to me. I took it from you. I am the nature boy, Ric Flair, the dirtiest player in the game. It was Shawn Michaels. This is history to me. Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, one time at Bad Blood. It's going to be historic. What a classic. Shawn Michaels, one-on-one -on -one with Ric Flair. The dream match, perhaps of all time. You, Michaels, will always be a Ric Flair wannabe. Uh, we get a recap. Um, it... As I keep saying, this is their storyline was easily the best thing going over the last few weeks. Uh, Sean's been trying to convince Flair that he's still great because Sean grew up idolising him. Flair seemed to buy into it and gave Triple H 
quite the match. I was hoping that, as I, as I mentioned on the episode, I was so hoping that Flair was going to go over on that row because then we could easily put the belt back on Allen before we get to the pay-per-view. No yeah. problem. Do you want to give Flair that proper feel-good moment? But no. We'll just tickle you what you like, but then I'll take it away. Uh, Ric Flair then, um, he seemed to buy into it a little bit more. Um, it looked like we was going to have a handicap match. It was Ric Flair and Shawn Michaels against Triple H. But old Nate, <laughs> up to his old tricks, turned in he and sided back with his old mate Alan. Because Alan and Richard, friends to the end, they are, bless him. Um, so, the promos for me, they've been outstanding. If they do the match just as it deserves, it could be excellent. So, Flair versus Michaels. Coming into it, who do you think was going to take out the uh, the win? Because that they both could have done with the win. Yeah. They both didn't matter if they lost. I think it looks like they're going to probably push Michaels more uh, after this. So they're probably going to push, give Michaels the win tonight. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see that. Um, did you hear what Ric Flair said to Shawn Michaels really, really early on? Called him motherfucker. <laughs> was he around? I think it was about an hour and a half on the network, something like that. Uh, and he went... You motherfucker! Quite loudly as well. Uh, Flair, he gives a woo, and Sean, he slugs him down, and also woos, and you know, okay. So straight in my brain's thinking, are we not going to have a serious match? Obviously, it's a different different era, different time, everything involved with the Mania match a few years down the line. But I straight away thought, is it just going to be one of those, is Michael's going to do a Hogan job? That we get in a couple of years. Yeah. So that, not that to an extent. So I know he, he respects Rick, and I know he he didn't really respect Hogan being a knobhead. But I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't get the the story. I said at the start, if the the promos and the build, the match, if it's the same, it'll do it justice. I'm straight away. I'm a bit. Hang on a minute. It's bad blood. Yeah. They're not gonna have a standout five star match on bad blood. Are they? No. It's just no. Um, the woo off though. I think I'll give the edge to Flair. I think he was the better wooer. Uh, they worked the mat. Flair makes the ropes uh, and they do an awesome sell to a shot of the jaw, uh, hopping onto one leg as if it knocked, if it was like knocked off balance by it. It's a great shot. Um, they back on the ropes again. Sean slugs him down and dumps him. Uh, he falls in with a pescado and then heads back in where Flair starts chopping. It wouldn't be long till Flair chops all blades. It was all about what came first. Um, we we spoke about I think like back on SummerSlam 02. We were like Ric Flair watching him at this time. He's already he's awful yeah. to watch. He's just there's not much going on, is there? He was never the ring tech te- technician anyway. He was never going to pull out a German or all that. But the Ric Flair 2003, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, backdrop. Uh, but Sean runs into an elbow and Flair goes up. You know what happens next? Flair blocks the super kick and goes for the figure four. But Sean counters to a small package for two. And then hits his own figure four. Uh, Flair, though, quickly breaks it with the old thumb to the eye. Why no one ever did that against Ric Flair for all them years, I don't know. It's just a face can't do a thumb to the eye. Is it like a, it's a force field come up when they try and do a heel move? They must be. Yeah, it's got to be they try and go, zzz, ah, no, no, I can't. Fucking kayfabe. Fucking wrestling. <laughs> um, we love it, really. I know. Uh, we get a super weak ref bump though as they do a double reverse roll up sequence that gets two for both of them. Uh, the flare flip uh, and he goes up again but then gets caught by a clothesline while coming down. Uh, it's time to retire it for good, Flair. Stop jumping off the turnbuckle. You have never fucking landed whatever you're trying to land. We don't even know what move it is. We just, if Ric Flair goes up to the top, jumps off, gets clotheslined, gets power slammed off. What is he aiming to do? Moonsault? 
Shooting star. Could you imagine? Could you imagine pulls out shoot something? Finally, they go, Rick, now go on this time. Go on then. Do it. What are you actually going to do? And, what would it do? Panicking me there, yeah. Oh, could you imagine? Red Arrow or something like that. I'm amazing. Fucking amazing. They head back up and Sean brings Flair down with a suplex and heads out to set up a table, which I didn't understand why it needed this table spot. Um, Flair, you. Well, obviously. Uh, Flair ends up going through the table via flying splash from Sean, who, was, who stops uh, to fight off Randy Orton. Flair's in next. That was the only... Uh, uh, that was where he wanted to play. That was, but how? Well, how's that work then? He goes through a table on his back and blades up front of his head. Sean gets a two and Flair uses uh, a rare double heel kick to take out both the ref and Sean uh, but Sean makes a comeback with the flying elbow and the super kick though is interrupted with a shot to the head from Randy Orton's switching music in the shape of a quality chair shot uh, to get the pin for Flair in our longest match of the night so far 14 minutes um, again it's a episode of Raw yep outcome was just there so. purely for legend killer yeah it's this is the the longest episode of Raw I've ever watched in my life, um, but overall match, it had its spots. I didn't understand apart from the blading. I didn't understand why we needed the table spot. Um, because he works with Alan. Yeah, I just don't know. I just think it was proper like, out of left field. It just wasn't right. It was, uh, it was fine to make it all about Owen if that's what he wanted to do. Have him running with the chair instead of having the table, and have him take down Flair accidentally, or Shawn Michaels get the chair off Owen and hit Flair with it. There's numerous ways you could have done it than having a table spot. For me, it just, yeah, you just didn't need it. It was, it was probably, I'd say, ten minutes too long. Get rid of the table nonsense and all that, and just have Randy Orton running at the end with the, to cause the DQ or to cause the chair shot that gets the win. Yeah, I don't know. I just don't think it needed it. He's not Devon. He's not Bubba. He doesn't no. need to get the tables flare for what purpose? Get the tables, Michaels. Why? Cause it's bad blood. Fucking bad blood. Um, WWE.com, uh, their website crew conducted an interview with Shawn Michaels after his match with Ric Flair. Uh, Michaels told the website that he was disappointed that he was only given 18 minutes in his match um, and that he, the first match against Flair um, should be one of the, the, the top matches because Flair's one of the top guys in the company. Yeah. 
Totally agree. Totally. I fucking 100% agree. Uh, the two had wrestled together about 10 or 12 years ago when Michaels was part of the Rockers. Um, and on last week's WB Bite This, remember Bite This? When uh, fucking. I remember Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy, yeah, that's the first thing I thought. Uh, Shawn Michaels stated that he hopes his match uh, with Flair with Bad Blood would last at least 30 to 35 minutes of good old fashioned wrestling. Um, last night was half of that with a table spot. You can see why I'd be pissed. Uh, he said, I'm disappointed in the time. You had two of the best wrestlers in the world. We were given 18 minutes to wrestle. That's bullshit. Yep. Uh, in more Shawn Michaels news, the Heartbreak Kid wasn't able to train like he normally does, apparently. Um, due to him battling a bit of stomach flu, he said that he was relieved that his match with Flair and he felt hungry, which is a good sign for him. Um, so, am I, are you telling me that Shawn Michaels felt that match probably wanted to, like, he had shits? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, shits. I want to know if Michael's pulled himself to that match. He did a Sid. This is that, that myth, isn't it, that Sid pulled himself at WrestleMania 13 against Taker. In the yeah. tombstone, there's a myth that he, that he shit himself. Um, it's time for the final part of the Redneck Triathlon. Fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> I think Bischoff's going to win this thing. Can he sing? Well, you know what? He said he can. I think it's about time... We wrap this redneck triathlon up. I heard he was kept in the glee club. You see, since it's a singing contest, well, I, Eric Bischoff, am about to treat you with one of the greatest songs you'll ever hear by one of the greatest vocalists. And I can't think of a better song than my own theme music. Oh. Hit my music. I'm bad. And I'm better than ever. Uh, Bischoff, he goes first and lip syncs his theme tune until Austin comes out on screen and calls him out for it. Therefore, Bischoff has to sing it himself. And of course, it's fucking disgraceful. He really can't sing. He really can't sing. Uh, since that's basically a loss and Austin can't do any better, we'll spin the wheel again. Um, no, Bischoff sang. You didn't. Bischoff had a pie. You didn't. We didn't spin the wheel again. Bischoff's the winner. Fuck you, Steve. Yep. Bischoff's won. The, the, the winner of the first ever, and I hope to God only, Red Dead Triathlon. Um, but yeah, we spin the wheel again. And what was that that was built round ringside of the alleyway? Is that hog pen? Guess what it falls on? Another spin? A bonus spin. Oh! Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Man, what a spin that was, and it just so happened to land on pig pen fun. And you know what that means, don't you? No way! I can smell that thing from here! Oh. You see that big pen pig out there, don't you? Yeah, I can see it, I can smell it, there's no way! You see the pig pen, you know what that means, pig pen fun? And what that means, Eric, is whoever throws the other man in that pile of pig crap, oh. that's the winner of the Redneck Triathlon. Uh, since Austin is still in the back, the fans are deputised to keep Bischoff in the arena. Uh, Bischoff says, I undeputise every one of you. Um, hog pen match, yeah, so... It was like half an hour, all in all. Well, I got, I rounded it off to about 25 and a half minutes with all three segments, all the build-up, all the posh, everything about it. 
Um, it's thirty minutes of my fucking life. Basically, a fan throws Bischoff back into ringside, and he's often he punches Bischoff. He takes him to the ring, gives him a beating, hits him a stunner. Bischoff's taken to the stage, throw an hog pen so beer can be consumed. So not counting all the backstage stuff, which probably brings it to a, I said over half an hour. That's more than twice what Flair and Michaels had. That doesn't instill me with confidence for what's going to happen going forward. There was no woman, no woman's match. We could have had that. Every single match could have had another five minutes. Yeah. Even though they probably didn't warrant it. Need a waste of time. But. So. The ominous music plays. Oh, the no. cell is being lowered. Another match. It is time. No. For our main event. Not again. One more time. Oh, and please say, one last time. <laughs> Alan versus Kev. This time in a cell. This time because no one gives a fuck, but for some reason people now do. We've got the living legend Mick Foley, our special guest referee.
Storyline, build. It started the night after May. I feel like I've been a fucking... Ugh. It just feels like a broken record. It started after Mania. Kevin Nash turned up. Can't we all be friends? No. Pick a side. I'll pick it for you. Every week we have a brawl. That's, that's it. it. And that's the what annoys me because you, you had... You can compare it to, as I said to Steiner and Test, it's a storyline that is not going to go away. That's it for a long haul. Right, that's literally the most of 2003's Steiner tests. But at least it has movement. At least it goes places. This has not gone anywhere since Triple H did the dirty on him when Shawn Michaels was refereeing that match. Yeah. Before Backlash. Before the six-man. The six-man. And it's just, we've... Yeah, fuck they this went shit. went after the title match. Yeah, and it's just, it's... I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I, I really, really, really... Don't but anyway, this is our main event. We are getting close to never having to talk about Bad Blood 2003 ever again until the next episode where we talk about the night after Bad Blood. Um, yeah, who's walking away? Is Triple H going to finally do the J-O-B? No. <laughs> Why? Maybe this is the time he finally puts over his mate. Nah. Nah, nah, nah. Um... So those uh, curious about the minds of the insane, Triple H has told the writers that the Hell in the Cell match is his match at various points. Um, so he's he's basically said, look, I, I'm in charge here. I'm running the show. I will tell big fucking sexy what to do. He's got a bit of an ego. He's got a chip on his shoulder, that fucking guarder, hasn't he? Is anyone to think he's getting him with daughter or something? He's got a fucking chip on his shoulder. Um, so the match... Because he's he always been in Shawn Michaels' spotlight. Punch, kicks his knees. Kevin Nash still kneeing. They should be doing it. With a history of quad injuries. Why is he new? No, stop it, Kevin. Because he's got long legs. So he's bringing his knee quite high up as well and everything's getting stretched. I don't know. Um, Nash, he dumps Triple H in the fight by the cage. But Triple H goes into the post and gets whipped into the cage. Um, Alan takes a backdrop to the floor. And they head back in as the... Uh, and this was slow. Did you notice this? It was like slow motion fucking movie theatre. It was like, oh shit, this is going to have half an hour. I looked at the time. I was like, this is going to get like half an hour. And this is going to be very slow. Until it's going to have Foley and Triple H. Because you know there's going to get interaction. That's the only reason. It's the only reason people are watching. Uh, we get a big lazy elbow. And Nashi grabs a chair and it's Triple H with it. They head out and do what appears to be prison rape in the corner of the cell. Uh, complete with homo right grunting. Uh, and then Nash, he tosses Triple H into the stairs. It's very weird. He's it like, yeah, you are, are you actually, I know you're mates in that, but are you actually getting off on this or something? Uh, Nash, 
Nash, he grabs the stairs and he tosses him at Triple H, but misses and hits the wall of the cell. That normally, with non-crippled wrestlers, would be signal to leave the cage and start climbing. Yeah. But we have a crippled wrestler and a guy that ain't getting up a cage for love no money if Kevin Nash is involved. If this were Mankind Triple H, I'd be up there, no danger. Because Triple H has always had bollocks. He's always had bollocks. But he's not pulling stops out for fucking big sexy, is he? I'm not climbing for shit. Do you know how hard it is to get back down? Fuck that stuff. Um, now, just for a second, let's all reflect on Kevin Nash trying to climb the cage. <laughs> would actually be quite funny. <laughs> It'd take him a long ass time. Yeah. Would take him a long, long ass time. Uh, Triple H, he fires off a power on the floor and slugs away and then finds a toolbox under the ring. Always wondered me why wrestlers don't use toolboxes more because somebody have actually erected the ring. It don't come like that. So this is where I got inspiration for the finish in 2009. Ah, uh, with the... Against, like I said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, oh, God, I forgot about that. And then we've got the Kevin Nash Triple... We've got two Kevin Nash Triple H again, haven't we? But is that, does that not qualify as PG era? Yeah. Right, fuck that shit then. Oh, God, this is the last time ever we have to see these two wrestle. Get fucking in. Um, back in the ring, Foley is still... Uh, so, Triple H, sorry. He seems to have uh, shrinkage issues with his sledgehammer. It's not the biggest one we've seen before. Uh, back in the ring, Foley, he steals the hammer and picks a fight of Triple H over it. What happened to, I'll just be there to count the fall? He can't get involved. He's a special referee. That never happens on pay-per-views. Yeah, he can. He's gonna... <laughs> Triple H hammers away at Nash uh, and does a fucking girly blade job it's a shit where Ric Flair would not be proud yeah, I think Flair proves the do you reckon yeah oh maybe oh I don't know uh, Triple H he then rubs his hair into the cage you bastard you uh, the only worthwhile thing on Nash is his head of hair and he's destroying it the horrible bastard uh, JR he calls the match cruel and un- unusual punishment it is for us you're fucking too right it is Triple H then he Triple H then ups the ante by using a screwdriver. I'm thinking, yes, EC dub. Here we go. Get cheese grater out. I want to see a frying pan. Let's go all out. If you're not going to climb the fucker, right, just get weapons out. Where's Raven and this trolley full of gadgets? Um, we get some proper indie level stuff as Triple H brutal- brutally rams a screwdriver into Nash's head. Uh, with four sets of hands protecting it the whole fucking way. Yeah, that screwdriver was not getting rammed nowhere. And Nash seemed to bleed less the more... He was jabbing guy's head. Yeah. Now I'm not a professional, but that wouldn't. I'm sure that wouldn't work. That yeah. wouldn't work. Um, next up is the barbed wire two by four, but the vicious hand of irony slaps Nash, and Nash gets the two by four and uses it for no good. Uh, Triple H gets the better job of bleeding, and he bumps into a piece of some a piece of wood for a bit more. Uh, Flair, he was probably sitting about thinking he could probably get a five star match out of this. Ric Flair, Shawn Flair Michaels, climax, bladed. A hundred fucking percent. But imagine Flair, Michaels, this setup in a cage, in cell, with the blade jobs, with the blood, and everything else. It'd be five star. Meltzer would be having a wank. Ten star. I'm telling you now. Uh, Nash, though, he makes the superhero comeback and drops Triple H on the uh, 2x4 with snake eyes. And that's when we all fight. <laughs> yeah. And then everybody just like stood around for a minute. And they thought, oh shit, yeah, I'll go for a pin. And he gets a two count. It's a bit just, I don't understand the delay. Uh, the stairs, they come back in again, and Triple H leaves and hits him with an apple crate. A fucking apple crate. What next? A bag of, bag of popcorn or something? Uh, what, uh, water bottle? No. No, no, no. What was it that fucking R-Truth did years ago to John Morrison? A pack of cigarettes. A pack yeah. of cigarettes to face, and it knocked him clean out. Um, Triple H, he finally whips out his sledgehammer. Talk about hammering a point, though. Very much so. 
Uh, Foley again though sticks his nose and takes it away. Triple H, he goes to plan B by running at Nash with the stairs uh, in a manner only useful for getting taken down. And indeed, Nash uses drop to a hold. And indeed, Triple H goes down. You don't run at somebody like that facing the stairs. You can't see what you're running at. There's only one thing. Triple H, he chairs both Nash and Foley. Um, and even Foley bleeds. Can you believe it? Well, I bet Flair was proper oh, excited right, now. Proper excited. Every fucker's bleeding. He just wants like commentators to start bleeding over fucking. <laughs> He's gonna run out. He's just gonna run out. He's gonna run out into middle aisle, bollock naked, <laughs> covered in blood. He's just going woo, and then run away, run back in, yeah, and then run back in. Um, Fully though, it retaliates by using the mandible sock on Triple H, but a low blow stops that. Nash he knocks both of them down with the stairs and covers Triple H, but Foley is bang out of it. He gets up but takes another bump into the cage. Probably the best of the match. Uh, and Nash counters a pedigree into a catapult into the barbed wire to set up the jackknife. Uh, which fully charges into the ring. That was very fast too. A fucking very fast too. That was fucking like... Screw job. Fucking no out <laughs> to <dad>, bitch. <laughs> um, all that was missing was uh, Vince Rosota and a baseball bat shot for Triple H to kick out of it. It would have been perfect. Easy. A uh, WCW booking. Um, Triple H, he recovers. Um, and wham... Kick, pedigree, after the sledgehammer shot, for the clean win. I love how he always has to win clean as well. Always with the pedigree in 21 minutes. Um, quite a slow count as well. It was like, make the guy lay around for a minute first and then I'll and get there. Oh, just get the victory. Evolution run, run in. We get a beat down on Foley. Would you say... Worst Ellen Cell match ever? Yep. Does it even come Tied with Mania 15. Yeah, Bossman and, and Undertaker is weird. That was just weird for that to be an Hell in Cell match. Like attempted murder. Yeah, a hanging and that. Giant murder by hanging, but it was awful. I'm glad that we finally come to an end of Triple H. And I, I know what's coming next. We all know what's coming next. Big Bully Bill's getting a piece. Yeah. So his, his quest, Triple H's quest to bury fucking WCW moves on to the next one. But I'm so glad, so glad that this is the last... Kevin Nash, Triple H. So this is what we had book. We've had book. We've had book T. Steiner, Steiner Kevin Nash, no, and now we're having Goldberg. And then a few years ago from today, the Sting. Exactly, and he still fucking won because Triple H always has to win. I think he's right where he wants to be. Nick Foley, his heart is in the WWE. His soul is with his fans. And Mick Foley is right where he wants to be. And, his blood and the is, game is reaching his, for the sledgehammer. His blood is on the floor. Get that, get the hammer. The uh, game reaching for that sledgehammer. Maybe if that's his, uh, the game's only way he out. He got it. Use it. The game goes on oh. the sledgehammer. And knocking Nash down. And, oh, my God. Nash is still moving. How is he still How in moving? God's name is he moving to the sledgehammer? And now Nash. Oh, oh. Just got his, he just got his face pedigreed right through the canvas. Triple H is like a shark. He smells blood. Literally, he got him now. There's no way that Nash is going to kick out of this. This one is over. Foley's going to make the count. And he did it! He did it! Austin. This was a bloodbath. This 
absolutely supreme slobber docker that Cindy will ever see in Hell in the Cell. And both men, Nash is not moving. The champion is not moving. As Rick Flair and Randy Orton, the two other members of Triple H's Evolution. Oh, Somehow Nash, I don't know if he even knew what he was doing. Guts and instinct, able to get back up. And then it was a pedigree. And a knockdown, drag out, career shortening encounter. Kevin Nash. HBK. I know he wishes oh. he could be here. Look at that, look at this picture. Look at that picture. There you see it. There's the evolution of the WWE right there. Randy Orton and Ric Flair picking up Triple H, who is still the heavyweight champion of the world. It was a bloodbath. Everything it was advertised to be. But what did it take out of the champion? Triple H, the heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, Kevin Nash was reportedly also quite upset of the fact that he is now in the what do they do with me now position. Uh, so many wrestlers, which we've touched on so many times, have recently entered after ending their program with Triple H. And also Booker T, who's extremely angry with the booking of the finish to his match. So basically, be all and end all, everyone was pissed off at a poorly booked, poorly booked, at a poorly booked and poor showing of the first ever. Remember, Michael, the first ever single branded pay-per-view you think it'd be a lot bigger deal you think it'd be a, massive a glorified you think it'd be fucking real. massive absolutely massive uh dudley's they were also pissed uh they were less than pleased that they did the job at bad blood um they're scheduled for a title field though with the resistance in the coming weeks um w's obvious justification is that they couldn't kill mac and Nowinski team on pay-per-view with defeat but the dudley's also have to do some they've got some reasonable logic yeah. it's yeah what a fucking, fucking hot mess of a pay-per-view that was. We said it very next shite. This year's standard women's title match. It added five more weeks to the matches. Easily done. It's, yeah. Job done. There and then. Over. That's your idea. Just, uh, we didn't need, that redneck triathlon could have been one segment. It could have been one in-ring, 10, 15-minute segment. But, as we always do, Michael, that has been bad blood. It was fucking bad. Bad. Very bad. Bad blood. But... I need to ask, match of the night, worst match of the night, and if Bad Blood was a wrestler of the Ruthless Aggression era, who would Bad Blood be? Sim Snooker. Ooh! Fucking, fucking shy. shy. <laughs> uh, match at night. Hell is hell when it ended because he's faded to black. It's over, yeah. When, when, I, when I turned off on the oh, got serious, I'd say APK Flair or IC title. Yeah. I'd have to go IC title. Worst match of the night. Worst match of the night, hell in the cell. But to be fair, worst match of the night, every single one, yeah. apart from Flair, Michaels, and Booksy and Christian, just because they had a bit of umph about him. It wasn't the best work, by far it wasn't the best work, by all any of the four men. Yeah, any of the four men. It just felt like very lackadaisical, very off. Yeah, It felt like insurrection. It felt like they'd gone over to England and fetched that shite that we had to put up with in England back over to America. That's how house shows work. And I'd probably say... If, Bad Blood was a wrestler, or oh, he'd be Simon Dean. Yeah, because I ate Simon with the Simon system. He'd be the Simon system, because that was fucking dire. 
But that has been Bad Blood, Michael. Up next. Finally. Finally, we get to build to SmackDown's first ever pay-per-view. So it is time. Rebirth of the United States Championship. With the bromance that is Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar. With the main event, I'll get involved. Nonsense that Hulk Hogan does. Hulk Hogan's in main event on SmackDown with Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle. No, he's not. That's Mr. America. It's Hulk Hogan, damn it. You wait. That's the line you, But you've not got wait till we get there. Because somebody reveals himself. And Vince McMahon is always watching. And on that note, Michael, if you want to let people where they can find us on all forms of social media if they don't already. If you want to follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram, uh, it's at RAR Podcast. That is it. And until next time, when we do Built to Vengeance and it's Smackdown again and everything's all good in the world, I've been Dave, that's been Michael, until Raw and Smackdowns as we Built to Vengeance.